We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everybody and welcome back to No Other Pod. Unfortunately, yes. it's not a victory pod, but uh, you what? know, it's uh, it's been a strange season for Sporting KC, and we're still here. So we're back with you for another week. He's Dan. I'm Jimmy. Dan, how you hanging in there? Well, piss on a stick, my friend. It. Uh, That's a phrase. It was one. Of, it was one of those weeks. <laughs> one of those weeks where I, I just got sad and and. Decided I'm gonna I'm gonna go eat in the bathtub because I'm just feeling depressed. What did you eat in the bathtub? A little, little vegan BLT, man. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, maybe okay. maybe I dropped an avocado on my naked body and continued to eat it. I don't know. And just just licked it off. It did not go in the water because <laughs> that'd be disgusting. But it was it was it was around my private parts, and I was like, well, it's it's me, right? That's not weird to eat this avocado off of me. If it was in the water, I, that's a done deal. Sayonara. Yeah. <laughs> you know, hey, I'm not I'm not gonna judge. Because you know what? It's, After it's a game like thing. that. Yeah, you gotta cope how you gotta cope. So I'm doing you this. Do what you and do. I I I'm gonna make it actually a tradition. I'm thinking for my ice baths after soccer games. I mean, I'm thinking this week it's pot sticker week. I'm thinking maybe next week's pizza in the tub. Who's to say? Okay. What do you Possibilities put in, are endless. What do you put in vegan pot stickers? Uh, no, we we bought some. We bought like vegetable pot stickers somewhere, and, okay. and you know what? Costco had like a holy shit fifty pack one time, and we went absolutely ham on that. And of course, the day at like the time after we buy it, they don't even carry it in the store anymore. And I'm like, Costco, why are you this way? Why do you carry things just like <laughs> a super limited time and then seen again? We did that with like a vegan pizza too. We bought it like three times. We're like, this is our favorite pizza, and then it was gone. Yeah. Yeah, they do that. They'll Why? have like one shipment of something, and you're like, it's amazing, and then you'll never find it anywhere else ever again. That makes zero so. sense. And I read like a little trick online or something, like if on the tag it has like an asterisk in the corner or something, you better buy it, because it ain't going to be there next week. I'm like, what? <laughs> That's nuts. It's awful. It's awful. Hey, let me so. ask you something. Do we get to talk about every single goal tonight? <laughs> <laughs> you know, we we normally do go through every single goal. Oh, in the I'm game. jacked. I have a feeling we're not going to do that for this game. We'll Bro, talk about some of them. That whole but. second half is just like a blackout. I'm like, did I start drinking alcohol again? Did I just totally cannonball my my body into oblivion? Because I don't even remember it. There were just goals on goals on goals. Hat tricks for everybody. Yeah, it got bad. I t- I did text you. Um, you did at halftime, and I was like, I have a feeling we're going to get steamrolled in the second half. God, and you were a little so more optimistic. Smart. You're so smart. But uh, I let me tell you, when I said steamrolled, I didn't think to the tune of six goals. I thought this is going to end like <laughs> 3-1. Didn't think 7-2 was the final score. Oh, my so, God, dude. I, uh, I, I, I don't know where to even start. But, hey, should we start with the review we got this week? Let's do it. Let's do it. Check this out. Thanks, guys. M. Swartz uh, gave us this five-star review. And I was thinking, like, Mitchell, Mitchell Schwartz? Mitchell Schwartz from the Chiefs? What up, Mitch? <laughs> but no, it's not. Because uh, uh, 
M. Swartz, I grew up in KC, and I'm a diehard SKC fan, but have lived on the East Coast for the last five years. Your pod helps keep me connected to the team and the cauldron from halfway across the country, and I always look forward to listening on my drive to work each week and when there's a new episode. Keep it up. Dude, SKC Nation's everywhere, man. That's awesome. Everywhere. Everywhere. We are all around the country. We're in Canada. We are we are international. I was going to say That's intercontinental, true. and then I realized that, no, Canada's still on the same continent. But we're, we're intercontinental because there's a guy who lives in Canada, but he's from England, so he's kind of a big deal. It's true. That's true. So, basically, international no matter what. Pitbull. Dollar. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Worldwide. Um, Mr. Worldwide. Yeah, we you know we did have some people who were like you know is now the time that this pod just pivots to a full on karaoke podcast and uh, oh, we shit. thought about it, we thought about it, dude. That that's high praise from sorts though, man. And and I gotta tell you, thank you so much for uh, for leaving that. Uh, it's always appreciated. We we see that all the time. Comes right to our phones and uh, helps us helps us get better. It's good feedback, changing lives. It does changing yeah thank you guys so much we do appreciate it <laughs> if you if you have not yet left a review and i know there's plenty of you who have not what are you doing get on apple Podcasts and leave a review but also yeah. i know there's a lot of you who have so if you have thank you so much and uh yeah we're gonna keep plugging along um even when the team's not doing well so oh man i don't know where you even go from here and and you know we we kind of teased something last week by the way that maybe we'd have a special guest this week and it'd be kind of fun gonna just ruin it right now we don't have it this week but we might just be recording something tonight with someone uh for for next week's release so be on the lookout for that it's pretty exciting stuff we are trying let's uh let's tease that's what they call it so uh, we'll, Schedu- uh schedules are what they are you know we're, we're working yeah. on it it's tough. People, you know, people have got lives outside of our podcast. Apparently, people are so, busy. I mean, people just don't own cats and dogs and come home, mow the lawn, and do a podcast. I mean, what? <laughs> have no what children. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you know, we'll uh, we're working on that. But uh, this week, we'll talk about this game as much or as little as we want to, and then uh, try to answer some of your questions and and look toward uh, maybe the off season a little bit and, and the roster. See uh, see what might need to change. Um, and yeah, go for it. Well, there. don't don't kill us yet, okay? I'm not saying there's a chance, but as long as there is a chance, we're gonna still see the top notch guys on the field. You know what I mean? Okay. Well, that's that's a, that's a question I want to get to later. So we'll 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 definitely oh, okay. talk about that. But I let's, always like let's to jump in this... and spoil shit. <laughs> let's go through this game a little bit, as much as we want to. Um, you know, obviously. The Galaxy have a very strong team despite their place in the standings. They they might miss the playoffs, um, but, you know. They're good, dude. They should be up higher. They should. And, yes, they only just recently got Christian Pavon, but, and he's a fantastic player. Um, he would have helped them tremendously all year. But Antuna, like Zlatan, Leggett, uh, Jonah Dos Santos. Like, Bumble this is a pretty, <laughs> pretty solid team. Um and, you know, it's just we knew this was going to be a difficult game going into L.A. against Zlatan, who is, you know, one of the best goal scorers in league history. Um, God, how does he do it? Like, it, it, when the ball's at his feet, you're just like, oh, shit. Because he'll get a shot off from any angle, and it's going to be on goal. Uh, it's going to be right there. Yeah, he's just bigger and more powerful and more talented than everybody on our team. Um, he wins every fair. header. It's unreal. Yeah. Matt Beasler's like, oh, I'll I'll make it look like I'm trying for the coach, for the fans, but I ain't getting that ball. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, we put out a relatively strong lineup. Like, you know, this was this was about what I think we all would have expected. Um, sure. It, Johnny's it, back it, in the fold. Yeah. Gerso on the left side. We have Eric Hurtado up top, which I don't think anybody's necessarily complaining about because between him and Namath, neither one of them are – world beaters so you know that's fine the midfield felipe roger and Ilya. that's about your top midfield and then the back line luis martins matt beasler graham smith and uh graham zussi in front of Melia. um you know maybe smith being the only one that you know wasn't necessarily considered a top player when the season started but he's been doing fairly well so 
I think when this lineup came out, we were thinking, yeah, we got a shot. At least I was. I don't know. Were you thinking that as well? Yeah, I was feeling pretty optimistic about it. I mean, especially when we got our first goal, like, you know, halfway through the first half. That was awesome. I mean, you're, you're, you're feeling great, dude. And, uh, you know, having Felipe back in there, having Johnny back in there, Felipe ought to be fresh. He hasn't played for two weeks because of his red card suspension. So, just, uh, yeah, you're pretty optimistic as as a Dan Couser can be. Yeah, and, and you know, we, we thought, okay, look, results leading up to this game on Sunday night had gone about as perfectly for Sporting KC as they possibly right? could have gone. Portland Jesus. lost. Dallas lost. San Jose lost. Like, literally anybody who, like, needed to lose lost. And we were like, man, we win this game. We're three points out of a playoff spot with four games left to go that's doable and then you know we we were at one point talking about during the game we would have held on to that that portland win last week and we win this game we could have been in the playoffs this week like we were getting way ahead of ourselves uh right (laughs) you just look at it and you're like dude that's a huge three points lost in portland And, and and then you're gonna hang with the galaxy for like you know the first half you're just feeling pretty pretty happy about it but it just wasn't meant to be, man. And like you said, the teams we were close to would have been Dallas and Portland. I mean, I think Houston lost too, but they're below us. They're not really uh, having much of a fighting chance. But the teams we were going to catch was Dallas and Portland. And, and is there still a possibility? Sure, if they lose out and we win out. But I just, it's, it's, it's out of our hands now. Yeah. Um, the first real chance in the game for either side actually came in, in about the 11th minute. Um, and, and this was Zlatan being Zlatan. This was sort of like the first warning shot across the bow of SKC where I was like, oh, no. Graham Smith kind of lost Zlatan in the box, and he had a pretty much free header from, from a little bit outside the six-yard line. And uh, it never really tested to Emilia. He, you know, Emilia pushed it over the bar just to be safe. But that was sort of me being like okay uh this guy's gonna make space for himself in the box as he does and he's gonna jump up and win the header against anybody he places that a little bit better that could be a goal right there and that's that's where i first started getting a little nervous um i don't know i don't know if you you were oh yeah they about that at all well you know when there's a mismatch you're like all right let's go for that guy well newsflash there was a mismatch with the whole back line and whoever was guarding zlatan like that was the mismatch. They could just pop it up there, and Zlatan's going to go up and get it. Yeah, and he did. And, like and he headed a couple, like right into Milia's hands. Thank God. But uh, Milia also made a couple pretty good saves, um, but also now has a horrific goal differential. <laughs> yeah, and it's not his fault. And so, on that point, real quick, one of my friends from American Soccer Analysis was showing some sort of advanced goalkeeper stats, um, talking about who's the best and who's the worst keeper in the league this year. Um, you know, Matt Turner in New England, who's only played about half the year, but he's by far and away statistically the best keeper in the league. And I don't know what Brad Friedel was doing not playing him. A lot of people, I think, would say Melia probably is near the bottom of 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 the keepers. But if you look at his advanced statistics, as far as like you know goals to expected goals and and save percentage and distribution and all that. He's he's actually not terrible. He's not great, but he's right about where the stats predict he would be, so he's about average. So this this season I don't think can be placed on Tim Melia whatsoever, considering the amount of times he's been hung out to dry by that terrible back line. No, uh, I agree. I was down on him pretty tough in the in the beginning of the season, but uh the back line has really been the issue. I think that's I think everyone would agree with you. Yeah. Um you know, it was always going to be tough with Zlatan between Beasler and Graham Smith. Like, neither one of them by themselves can can really defend Zlatan on his own. Maybe Beasler in his younger days, because, you know, he's he's played against Zlatan before and done fine. He's played against Cristiano Ronaldo in the World Cup and, and did it as well as one could do against Cristiano Ronaldo. I just don't think that Beasler's at that level anymore. And you couldn't really have Zussi or Martins sort of help out because you got Christian Pavon on one side and zussi has got his hands full over there with that. And then Antuna with, with Martins and Martins pushes up in the offense so much. Anyway, it just, it was a, a recipe for disaster. Well, I um, think the most, the, the most I've seen, uh, uh, the best takes I've seen 
I've seen a lot of people saying how sporting's old. And I'm like, yo, we're not that old, okay? We, our players are definitely not that old. Um, they just seem like that because we've had a pretty consistent lineup for the last few years, so everyone seems old to you. But, uh, you know, next year, it, it's not going to be a roster overhaul because it just can't be. But I've also seen people say, look, this is the next phase of MLS with Nashville coming in, Miami coming in, Atlanta doing wonderful, NYC, LAFC, Galaxy always doing good, but still bringing in those big-name players. Sporting's going to have to catch up or be like Minnesota in their first couple years of existence. You know what I mean? It's uh, it's tough, man, and I don't know what you do about that. Like, Do you sign a big name? Because that's never been Sporting's MO. That's never been something that they do. Well, and it, I don't even think it's a, a lack of desire even to sign a big name because supposedly I remember seeing this report. Oh like, yeah, you know, they they Sporting had inquired about some of these big names that came. In, you like know, Zlatan. They asked about Zlatan, knowing that he wasn't going to come to Kansas City. But you know, just you don't ask, you yeah. don't find out. So and Dos Santos, Gio Dos Santos. Yep. Um, back when mixed discrude was a hot thing on the market they uh we had rob heineman out there tweeting at mix trying to get him to come uh they so tried it, to get that uh, uh the guy with the crazy hair from uh montreal uh oh shit what was oh, his name um oduro oduro i was about to say arturo yeah oduro yeah. dominic, dominic oduro. oduro yep and yep. They, yeah. you know so, heineman was tweeting at him yeah it, it it's not for lack of trying the problem is it's kansas city it's not miami it's not it's LA. It's not New York. You gotta work harder. I love Kansas City. Like Peter said, you get people here, you can sell them on it, but you you gotta get them here first. And and if you have David Beckham saying, "Hey, come play with me in South Beach," or you've got you know Peter Vermees saying, "Hey, you want to come play in the Midwest?" That's there's a difference there. So. What if Sporting did something like this? Now, hear me out. It's probably way crazy and super fanboyish of me, but say they were. Say that we're recruiting a player. Say they were talking to Robert Lewandowski. Just just humor me. And he's like, I'm going to go finish my career in MLS. Sporting's offering a lot of money, but what the hell is Kansas City? What if they brought him into the stadium and they like, you know, they, they brought in all the fans to pack that stadium for Robert Lewandowski or whoever? And just to show him what the atmosphere is, like introduce him as like, this could be, this could be yours, man. This could be your house. Is that silly? Is that too far fetched? I mean, that I don't think anyone would ever bring the fans into it like that because they don't want to. They don't want the word to get out for some other team to swoop right. in and offer a better price. You know what I mean? Well, and you'd have to have a guarantee fans would show up. I mean, you can definitely bring him to a game. I mean, that's maybe it's just you what, and me. What you would maybe be it's doing. just you and me. <laughs> like, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "Why well, get me the hell out of here?" Um, hey, you want to be on our podcast? <laughs> I, I mean, no, I mean, I think it's definitely, and it's like what Peter said. You bring a player to Pinnacle, you bring them to a game, you show them the atmosphere. Yeah. That, Beckham that sells loved Pinnacle. Itself. Yeah, the problem is even getting them to that point because why would they want to fly to Kansas City to even see that if they're presented with three options and they're like, okay, right. I can go play in L.A. for Bob Bradley in LAFC. I can go play like, in Miami with David Beckham or I can go to Kansas City. Uh, right. know, Why am I flying to Kansas City? Is my plane refueling on my way to California? What's going on? Right. So, I don't know. Uh, that's the tough part. But I do think your it's point tough, dude. is is we're valid. loyal. Us yeah. fans are yeah. nothing but loyal to these teams. Look at Chiefs people, man. They're nuts. There's even some loyal Royals out there. <laughs> there are. There are. Um, They're hidden, though. They're hidden. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, you know, like you mentioned, and we are going to get back to the game here briefly and talk about yeah, a few other things. Um, but, you know, with, with teams like LAFC in the league, Seattle and Portland always have some money to spend. The Galaxy obviously do. Miami's coming in. Atlanta, NYCFC, even the Red Bulls with, with the whole Red Bull operation behind them. These teams have money to burn, and they can find ways to get around the salary cap restrictions. I mean, look at the roster that the Galaxy have. Even though they're bad, they got multiple people. More, they got more than three DPs on the roster. They've just found ways to get around it. Um, I just SKC has always 
been known for being frugal and and for being trying to be smart with their money. I don't think just saying we have all this money to spend will solve the problem. I think it's deeper than that, and I I think they're going to try to find some some bigger name players, but but it's almost going to have to be finding the sort of the Miguel Almirons of the world who weren't there, there there was potential but he wasn't Miguel Almiron when he came to like he wasn't nearly the 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 level of player that people thought PT Martinez would be he wasn't South American player of the year Atlanta just did a really good job finding him um we got to do more of that there's 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 more South American players out there than we've tapped into there's 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 people out there that are looking to to make their career and, and, and progress and then make that jump to Europe. And, and I think that's where we're going to have to start looking because we just can't compete financially or geographically with some of these new teams coming in, which is sad. I hear you, man. And we might end up kind of like what the Philadelphia Union are, as much as it's, it hurts to say. And it's not really anyone's fault, but like the Union are a team that are pretty much like year in, year out, consistently mid-table. Occasionally yeah, it gets but... all put together and they challenge for a cup. But... They're but never even people be overseas have heard of Philadelphia. They've seen Rocky. That's okay. true. Yeah. yeah. We ain't got You're no right. movie, man. So we got to make a movie about Kansas City. Do we have? Does Kansas City have a movie at all that you could think of? Mumford and Sons wrote a song called Kansas City. The Stop. Beatles wrote a song <laughs> called Kansas City. I know, just... but is there any? Does it ever show up in any kind of movie at all? I mean, the the most I could think of right now is that it's actually a storyline on the new on the current season of Ballers. That's true, and you know, you this may sound stupid. I did know that. Yeah, was he's trying to like become a, the owner of the Chiefs or something? It's um, crazy. Well, GM, yeah, it's crazy. They're talking about like the domestic violence issues with like Tyreek Hill and and Kareem Hunt too. I'm like, oh shit, too soon. <laughs> you, you know what? Honestly probably the best marketing tactic for the city of Kansas City is right now is Patrick Mahomes. Oh yeah, just Patrick Mahomes. Just being here. Like internationally the NFL is so popular that he is as good as he is. More people are going to know what Kansas City is just because Patrick Mahomes plays here every week. Bro, so. in Chicago, I helped a lot of people at the bank from like England and uh and when they knew I was a Chiefs fan, they're like, "Oh, Mahomes." And I was like, oh, exactly. shit, you know Mahomes? Like, you're not wrong. They, He's like, oh, and I, I love the NFL. I'm like, no shit. Who's your team? And he's like, well, you know, I moved here, so I'm trying to get into the Bears. And I'm like, oh, that's a bad idea. But uh, <laughs> like, I'm sorry. You're right. The Mahomes name, man, and, like, sporting should just put him on a platter and be like, hey, can you come uh, talk to these players for us? <laughs> yeah, have have Mahomes be, you know, tweeting at, at you know, these players that they want to come get. And they're like, oh, shit, Patrick Mahomes is talking to me? Like, I can, I can be friends right. with him? Like, yeah. I so. mean, yo, Romelu Lukaku, what's up, man? <laughs> we won't racially abuse you and be racist oh, toward you and make excuses for it. Um, At least not publicly, just behind your back for some people. <laughs> <laughs> not us. And, and if we find out, then, yeah, kick him out. Um, yeah, America America's very private racist. Over in Europe, they're just like, fuck it, we're racist. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting, America's getting less privately racist, though. Um, That's true. Let's, <laughs> Let's get back to this game just briefly. Felipe did score the actual first goal of the game um, in the 24th minute. Uh, it was it was a pretty decent little uh, little play here. Um, you know, he was kind of opening great. the box. Gerso passed it to him. He had one touch, touched it around a defender. Very professional. Put it in. I mean, that, that's a class goal that he scored there. Oh, uh, it's like he had all. It's like he had all day. I, I was just watching it unfold. I was like, is he is he gonna shoot? Oh, thank God. He just was very calm and composed, and 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 he was not at all nervous. It's unreal. And yeah, just put it I'm, away. And I'm, I'm I, blasting yeah. that over the net. Like I'm so I'm oh, okay, and it's over the goal. Like I, he was just like okay, whatever. <laughs> I'll score when I want to. Yeah, it's uh, it was just it was just a, a, a very well done goal. And you're thinking, okay, that was when I texted you, and I started being like, man, if we would have held on for three points last week, and then we we win this game, and then we would be in the playoff position. But right now we're only three points out, and this is great, and I love it. Um, yeah, and then it was like, just like nine minutes later when it started yeah. to all kind of fall off the rails. Um, wasn't even Matt, 10 minutes later. Matt Beasley got called for a handball in the box. And I want to get your thoughts on this Which briefly. It, it did hit his hand. I saw some people be like, well, it hit, it bounced off his thigh or kind of off his chest and then into his hand. 
So I think it's a handball because even if that happened, his hand is above his head. That's in an unnatural position. Like yeah. it, I, I don't think there's much sporting KC fans can complain about there, right? Hundred percent, still a handball. I, I I have a girl on my on my soccer team. When she chests the ball down, she, her hands are flat out in the air. I'm like, girl, you gotta get a handball. Put your hands down. <laughs> what are you doing? What yeah. you doing, baby? And she just, it's hilarious. She's like, don't shoot me or whatever. That's how it looks. But you know, that's kind of how Bees was. His arm was out. Okay, it hit his thigh and then it hit his hand. Hundred percent a handball. And the referee knew it. He's like, no, I don't need to check it. I don't need to check it. They're telling me in my ear right now, hey, this is what happened. You can look at it if you want to, but you're not going to see anything different. Yeah, 100% agree. Um, Zlatan stepped up to the penalty spot. He had yet to miss a penalty kick, as far as I know, in MLS. Um, But as we all know, Tim is very, very good at stopping penalty kicks. He is far above the average for stopping penalty kicks. Zlatan kicks it to the right. And Tim blocks it, and we're like, oh, my God. He just – Zlatan hit the ball so damn hard, Tim couldn't corral it, and it, it it just bounced right – literally right back towards Zlatan. He had to take, like, two steps forward. And, and Sporting – I was a little harsh on Sporting KC players at first. I was like, they're nowhere near the rebound. They tried. You know, maybe they well, could have gotten it a little quicker, but it's probably not much they can do. Well, so. Zlatan's already – He's already got a, like five yards on him already. I mean, they're behind, they're out of the box. He's in the box, and there's nothing they can do about it, man. And 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 it went off Tim's mitts, and then off his like it looked like it went off his leg, and then straight yeah. to Zlatan. I was like, oh no, dude! And that's happened a couple times this year where he's blocked it right back to him, and that just sucks. Yeah, the only thing I could say maybe so like Luis Martinez runs right in there, and maybe Rogers not supposed to. But Rogers actually the closest one to Zlatan where he's lined up in the box. Roger didn't run into the box at all. Like I said, maybe they 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 say, hey, some people stay toward the top, some people run in. I don't know. Yeah. But there was just no way Martins was going to get there. So it's kind no, of a bummer. you. I don't think there's any need to stay towards the top. I think everyone should rush the damn box. Like right now, you are all on defense. You go set up your offense later, but don't be ready to counter attack on a on a PK. All right, don't don't think you're going to counterattack the penalty. Get in there and get that rebound. Yeah, so that's the only thing maybe that could have been done differently. Maybe Roger can just disrupt Zlatan enough to let Martins get there. Who knows? But, you know, good job, Tim, blocking it. It's just it's amazing. Unlucky. So it was kind of it's amazing. Like he blocked the Zlatan KC. penalty kick. That's big time. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like it kind of that play is like a you know metaphor for the Sporting KC 2019 season. It's like, oh, Kinda. it started off well, and then it totally fell off the rails. <laughs> so, And then um, that's kind of how the game went. Like, it started off well, and then totally went off the rails. Yeah. You know, the Galaxy were pushing hard right before the half. That's where I was kind of like, shoot, like, we're going to get It was getting bad. And then, we were just yeah. trying to hang on. Three minutes into the second half, Joe Corona has a wide open header. I don't know what the defenders were doing. He had all the time in the world. All he had to do was just calmly head it into the corner of the net. It's two one. Um, just a few minutes after Tim doesn't usually give up headers. It's really weird. Well, I mean, there's not much he can two. do with that one because I mean, there, literally give up there were two no defenders. Uh, he, I think he did. I don't remember. There were so many goals. Right? Yeah, Zlatan. Got another and goal. Jet was getting in on it. Yeah, Zlatan scored just a few minutes after that. It made it 3-1. And then there was 4-1, 5-1, 6-1, 7-1. Dude, at that Jet time, scoring. Like, I, just, I was running the Twitter machine, and I was I just started tweeting. I was like, so what do you guys want to talk about? Like, I don't really want to talk about this game. Y'all see any good movies? <laughs> yeah, it got bad. I was just getting mad at Galaxy Twitter because they were still talking about their conspiracy theories about why the refs yeah. hate them and have it out for them. No one cares about the refs. In fact, I thought the refereeing was pretty good. We just sucked. So there were two calls that they, I think they, they they missed that did adversely affect the Galaxy. One was the Graham Smith scissor tackle, which could have been a red card. Um, well, they called it. They gave him a yellow. Yeah, it could have been a red oh. card. The reason I don't think it was a red card was because he didn't have that much force behind it. Like Right. It was it was a bad tackle, but it wasn't a leg breaking tackle because he wasn't definitely so by the book, is it a red card? Yeah, I probably think so. But I also talked to someone who's 
connected to pro and and is pretty familiar with refereeing and is usually pretty critical of them when when uh, it's it's necessary to be and he was like it, could it have been a red yeah was it super clear and obvious that it should have been overturned probably not so there was that the other one was the felipe trip mm. of zlatan in the box and yeah yeah that they, was they probably could have classic got felipe. a penalty there but zlatan also pushed felipe down by the back of the neck so that's true Dude, let me uh, let me tell you this. We we talk a lot about like players getting hit and then staying down. Like, oh my God, get up! Well, I got cleated on Sunday, Jimmy, and I got to the ball first, and the guy's cleat went right into my ankle bone. Now, did I need to fall down? Definitely not. Did it hurt like shit? Absolutely. But I didn't think I was gonna get the foul unless I fell down. So I, you know, I let out a scream. Ah! And fell down. <laughs> and I fell down. <laughs> I didn't need to do the theatrics, but it hurt It hurt a lot. And I was like, it's fucking foul. But the ref ain't going to call it unless you hit the ground. So that shit hurts, man. And I, I'm definitely bruised up. Uh, it didn't swell because I got ahead of the game. But it's like when you're down, I mean, that's the, the Graham Smith tackle, that might have hurt a little bit. I mean, he didn't cleat them or anything like that. But scissoring them and just kind of could have tweaked something. I mean, you just don't know. Um, soccer players get a lot of shit because a lot of them are floppers. But sometimes they're not floppers. Yeah. No, I agree with you. Um, I, just, I don't know where I, I was mean, going not, with that story. I just wanted to let you know that I got cleated and I live to tell about it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, they were all on this conspiracy theory. And I was like, guys, you're up 4-1, 5-1, 6-1, 7-1. Like, stop complaining about the... And they were still doing it days later. Um, and they were saying Zlatan doesn't get calls nearly enough. And then so, again... My same friend from American Soccer Analysis tweeted out, he's like, well, let's look at the actual data. Oh, Zlatan gets fouled literally about almost the identical amounts per game that the other top strikers do and gets more fouls called uh, compared to Raul Ruiz Diaz and other uh, MLS strikers. So there's literally nothing, that, not to mention that the Galaxy have um, like – the second most penalty kicks awarded for them in the league behind like three other teams that are tied for first. So there's no conspiracy. Damn. It's just, I don't know. They were driving me crazy. Um, yeah, it's a little much. I think I even retweeted one of them from the pod. I'm just like, this is what, what are you doing? Right. What are you even <laughs> talking about? Um, Felipe Idiots. did get his second goal of the game in the 86th minute. Um, what was that about? I, I couldn't tell. Did this bounce off of a Galaxy player? Like, at one point in the that's, replay, it almost looks like it did, but I couldn't quite tell. That's what they uh, said. And and here's what sucks, man. Here's what sucks. David Bingham sucks. All right? The dude does. sucks. Drew, Drew Vanderplug, you know damn well Bingham's got a face that you could just punch the hell out of. You could just punch it <laughs> into, into, into little tiny bits. And and he he's not good, Jimmy. And And we made him look good. Because we just weren't getting into good positions. We scored two really phenomenal goals on him. He wasn't going to do shit about those. But the Galaxy's not winning because of him. In fact, they've lost no. games because of him. And his stupid yeah. haircut. And his dumb face. He's not good. <laughs> USA reject getting chipped by Benny Failhaber 2015, motherfucker. <laughs> I can't stand yeah, him. Yeah, he's, uh, he, he's not the best keeper. I'll, I'll give you that. Um... I saw some Galaxy fans say they could have probably given up four or five goals in this game, and they're not wrong, per se. Uh, Bingham's not great. It's just... He didn't make glorious yeah, saves. This game, we kicked it like right to him. Ooh, Merry freaking Christmas. Right. Right. So... Got me heated. The game ends 7-2. We uh, unfortunately do not move up in the standings at all. 7-2. Can we talk about that for place. a minute? We got a safety, and they hit us with a touchdown. Wonderful. <laughs> we stay in ninth place six out of the uh, playoff spot unfortunately portland still has a game in hand um you know we got colorado on saturday all you can do right now is we'll go out there colorado and pay for pride play for pride play for respect show that you still care about the game you're playing and you like to win just go win doesn't matter if you're gonna make the playoffs now go play for your job yeah so we got this question from a lot of different people um you know, if you are a person who asked some variation of this question, thank you. Basically, it's does PV play the kids now? 
And if he does, which kids do you want to see? Well, not now, um, right? You, don't you wait until you're like mathematically eliminated? Well, that's what I was going to ask you. You were I, I have resigned the fact that even though we are not technically mathematically eliminated, we are, are not making the playoffs. And almost it's almost worse if we do make the playoffs because we're going to lose first round. And then I don't want that to be an excuse for oh, they put it together at the end, made the playoffs, let's try to stick with this team for one more year. Um, yeah, I don't know if they do that. I mean, there, there's definitely going to be changes made, but come on, they're not going to play play the younger guys that are making $65,000 a year. I mean, they're going to play these guys that are making seven hundred grand. I mean, let's a million dollars. You think they're going to rest Johnny Russell? No, man, go earn your money. Oh, I don't think they need to rest somebody like Johnny Russell, but like... Zussi, you can get out of there. Let's get Lindsay in there. I want to see Lindsay. <laughs> get out of there. Um, uh, uh, I, I mean, Roger, r- really, take a seat. We'll g- put me, Juan Cousin in there. Give me a midfield of, yeah, like Juan Cousin, uh, Buzio, give me, and Felipe Hernandez. Give me a Tyler Freeman up top. Yeah. What, like, what, do, what do we Why have to not? lose at this point? Like, you know, and, and then you can still have, you know, Martins, and, and uh, I guess you can leave – I don't know. Smith didn't perform well, so maybe put Barat back in there. I don't know, but like, it just would be nice to see some of these kids get a little bit more time. Well, they um, like they like to rotate Zendejas and Eric Dick into these games too. Man, they they take turns getting action at Swope. Uh, I think Zendejas has been hurt lately, but I can see Eric Dick even popping in there. Maybe if that's the route he's going to go. Yeah, yeah, could be. Um, Bob and Weave, our guy, asks, you know, is this season a record with the number of different starting lineups that we had? I tried to find that out briefly. I don't actually know the answer, but I would not be surprised. That's tough. That's I mean, uh, at one point we had, like, what, 23 starting lineups through 24 games? So Yeah. And that's that's crazy because, I mean, if you remember, our most successful years was when we had consistent lineups. Yeah. Yeah, like it's, last year, really for instance. Tough. I mean, that's the farthest we've gone in the playoffs in a while. Yeah, when, when there's no consistency for whatever reason, um, it's just it's going to be hard. And this year there was no consistency. Um, so the other thing that that Bob asked, um, and and Kyle Orenberg also asked this. Was Quite a few questions in there talking about, yeah wanted to talk about what are some of the definite difficult contracts that need to be offloaded um and 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 what's what's the biggest need um so obviously fontas and johan are two people we want to get rid of um but you know who who else do you think if you like you know understanding their contractual difficulties with this who else do you think you'd want to get rid of? And we can go sort of position group by position group if you want forwards, midfielders, defenders. But like, are there is there anybody that sticks out in your mind where you're like, I'm ready to cut cut ties with them if there's any way possible? Yeah, he said it best. Like, what do you think? other than Fontas and Johan, because I think that's a that's a given. But uh, you know, I don't think you give up on Shallowy. I think Peter loves Shallowy. Um, I think he's a young kid who they're really trying to develop. You know, they don't want to give up on him. Um. Yeah, but they they didn't bother to lock down Eric Palmer Brown, and he was a young talent who uh, is doing his own thing now. So I maybe they would maybe they would do that to Shallowy. And they didn't get they didn't get any I, I, money I can't for imagine, ETV. No, and I can't imagine there's much appetite for Shallowy overseas right now after this season. Now I think I mentioned this last week, and if I did, I'll say it again. And if not, I'll say it for the first time. Shallowy, as far as expected goals go, is actually about identical to where he was last year. He just severely overperformed his expected goals last year and is severely underperforming his expected goals this year. So logic would dictate it's going to even out at some point. He should be about a six to seven goal a year player based on what's expected. Last year, he just way outperformed it. And this year, he just can't buy a goal. <laughs> so given his relatively low salary number, I think he stays around for another year and maybe they put him with swope and try to get his head right. And we'll see where that goes. Um, gosh, it sucks. We're, we're Namath. talking about this and there's still f- like four freaking games left, you know? Yeah. It's not great, but 
you know, Namath, he's one that I think like, man, for a million dollars, I don't, I'm not, I'm not bringing back. I don't, so I, I don't think I don't we know. need him. I, I, I was skeptical when it happened. I know everyone was so jacked up. Um, yeah, he scored a bunch of goals in the beginning and then just kind of got cold. Well, got hurt for a little bit and then kind of chilled out. Hey, did you already read this from Drake Ewing yeah. about when we'll transform into a karaoke pod or a Chiefs pod? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're kind of we're kind yeah, of a little bit funny. of everything at all times. So, <laughs> um, As far as midfielders go, like Benny, I don't think – do you think there's much reason to bring him back? I don't know. Probably not, I wouldn't think. I to, just, to bring who back? He hasn't done much. Benny Failhaber? Yeah, I know. He was on like he was on a one year, wasn't he? Or was it through next year? Yeah. No, I think it's it's one I think there might be an option for next year, if anything, but I can't see that fitting in in any sort of way. Um I just think he might be gone. You know I don't know if there's a way to to offload Man, even somebody like Zussi, like I don't know that they offload him, but I don't think he should be in the starting eleven next year at this rate. So yeah, that's true. It's just it's really tough. There should be a lot of turnover, but it's hard to know what even options there will be because there might be a there, there's going to be a new collective bargaining agreement. We don't even know what the terms of that are. We don't know what the salary cap will be. We don't know if. Tam and Gam will still be a thing. We don't know if there will be more designated players available. We None of this is known yet, so it's hard to sort of plan when you don't know what the rules of the game you're playing by are. So that just throws a whole other wrench into this. True. But Anyway, do you think we can get a result against Colorado, or do you think we do get a result? Yeah, I think we do. I mean, it'll be too little too late, but I, I do think we do. Okay. Well, yeah, we'll see. Um, you know, it's, uh, I think people should, it'll be interesting to see how many people do show up to Children's Mercy Park because I think people have sort of written off this season. You'll be there. I'll be there. We encourage everybody who can be there to, to be there. It's uh, tough. I mean, you even said, you, you had said, like, man, you hate to even go to these games. And I'm like, yeah, but when you're a fan and also when you cover the team, I mean, it's like, you paid for these tickets. Most of us have the season tickets. I mean, you're not going to sell them. So go. Go out there. Have a good time. The atmosphere is always wonderful. And uh, root these guys on, man. They need it. I mean, they need to know you're still behind them. And they're about to have a long off season. And going to have to chew on this all off season. Yeah. I mean, the players and, and Peter, have all. they're all saying the right things, you know. There's still a chance. We, right. we can't waste any time. You know, it takes confidence. Don't but put we your can head go down. Run. We've done it before. Yeah. We have to try to keep going. You know, at literally every single one of them said almost the identical thing. Well, now who you got uh, left? You got Colorado, Portland, Minnesota, Dallas. You could do yeah. it. And two of those teams are within what would be considered striking distance if there is a striking distance in Dallas and Portland. We could back our way um, into the playoffs. We'll be losing the first round probably, but we could potentially, <laughs> you know, be, get in there and be playing Minnesota in the first round or something. And pff, you never know, man, crazier things have happened. I know you all are going to say, wow, why, why are you so optimistic all of a sudden? That's not like you. Well, you're right. I'm trying this new positive approach to my life. <laughs> Um. So yeah, that's about all I got for for SKC this week. Do you have anything else before I, I got some MLS league wide things I want to talk about? <laughs> I was like, but... thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time. <laughs> you uh, you got any other SKC specific things before we touch on a couple of uh, league wide things going on? No, I don't think so. Okay, so I got a question for you. Did you see this controversy in Portland? Um, with with the the VAR and the ball that crossed the line but didn't cross the line and was and, it Portland and or DC? Look at it with it was it was in Portland, but it was DC who should have scored. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, I thought it was in DC for some reason, but yes, yes, I did see it. So one, 
I think we all can agree. If you haven't seen it, you can go out. You know, Pablo Marer at MLSist. He tweeted out uh, a view of it. Taylor Twelman was tweeting about it. To me, it seemed pretty clear the ball crossed the line. It should have been a goal. I mean, would, would, did you get a good enough view where you saw it? What do you think? You said it looked like it didn't. It did. I thought it did. Yeah, it I thought it did too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, one, it's crazy to me that VAR didn't review this. But two, it it brings up a question that I saw posed out there: Is VAR may not even be the right technology for this? Why doesn't MLS have goal line technology? Because that would put all of this to bed, and it would be just cut and dry. Yep, goal line technology says it's a goal. We don't even need to worry about is the camera at the right angle. So right, I I don't know why we we don't have that. When did did we not used to? No, we've never had it in MLS. Weird. So, but they have just, it. I mean, they have what, it in Europe, huh? Yeah, and I think the argument has always been, well, it's too expensive to put into all the stadiums. Like whatever. Like if the league wants to be one of the top leagues in the world, like they claim, and they keep expanding with all these teams and getting. 200 million 300 million dollars 400 million dollars expansion fees per team find a way to put goal line technology in so we can stop wondering is i mean do you remember when i think it was dallas who scored against sporting kc and the ball was like a foot past the line and somehow they didn't call it and it was pre-var well tim like, yeah tim cleared it and it was like 100 percent. and someone even updated the the image or whatever and like cr- made the goal line crooked or something Right, yeah. It was insane. Like, I it was just, like a whole foot in the goal. Yeah, it's it's just, it makes the league look like a clown show. And it was sometimes like a, the no, league No, it was like a whole show. foot past the line, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, it was very obviously a goal. <laughs> like, not even remotely close. And, it, and that's not uh, even on the refs, dude. You How do you call that? You can't call that. You're not really in position to call that. I mean, it's like, dude, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm always going back. The things that I do when I play indoor soccer, there's one referee, and people are like, "The ball's out of bounds," and I'm like, "Look, how can the referee possibly call that? He's not in position to call that. He's not going to call it. So if it's out of bounds, sorry, yeah. keep playing." <laughs> it would be on the one assistant referee to signal that it's a goal that was over the line, and he's also trying to stay in line with the defenders and watch for offside, but he's also trying to watch the ball, but he's not right down the line. So like. There's too much stuff going on for one person. Get goal line technology, and it solves all of this. Yeah. So. Well, uh, another. Are are we moving on to the next thing? Yeah, let's do it. What about uh, what about Seattle Sounders just uh, walking out of their game? Huh. That was one of the things I wanted to talk about. Yeah, the Emerald City supporters. That's pretty cool. um, They are the the big support. They're the cauldron of of Seattle. we should go they, up to a game sometime. Been, you been up there? I have been to Seattle on a weekend when Sporting KC plays in Seattle, but was not able to go to the game. Oh, that's exactly. crazy luck. Yeah, it was it was very unfortunate. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so they were flying some iron front flags and imagery, some two poles and whatnot. And you know, as we've covered extensively, the league has decided to ban the iron front symbol. Have picked this very strange battle to fight. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is now writing about it for The Guardian, a major international paper. That's hilarious. Um, it's, it's, it's gotten way out of control. I don't think the league knew what they were doing, and I don't understand why they're continuing to fight this battle. But they are kicking people out of stadiums. That happened in Minnesota. It happened in Portland. It happened in Seattle. And what you're referring to is in Seattle, the head capo, capo, however you capo. say it. I don't actually know for sure. Capo. Um of the Emerald City supporters was told he or she was being kicked out of the stadium for displaying Iron Front logo imagery. And all of the other Emerald City supporters members decided they get kicked out, we get kicked out. So two giant entire sections just left the game halfway through and it got dead quiet and one person volunteered to stay behind to fly their anti-fascist, anti-racist, always Seattle flag just to make a statement. Dude, so so that wasn't planned at all. I see. I thought it was a planned walkout, like like at school or something no. like that. So that wasn't planned. They just they just like what you're getting kicked out. Okay, we're going with you. Let's go. That's crazy. Yep. And and is yeah. SKC gonna do anything like that? Because the club has told the Cauldron they can't have stuff like that, right? 
the the club from what i understand because we had the anti-fascist anti-racist anti you know hate tfo that that was written out in words from what i understand the original plan was to have the iron front symbol on that tfo behind the words and the club said no really because i didn't even know the iron front symbol was a thing uh back then when we did that it was just starting to become the controversy it is now. Wow. But I mean now like in Minnesota, like there there were pictures of like there's a dude who works for the league who's standing there with a clipboard and he's just like taking notes of names of people who are wearing iron front stuff and displaying iron front stuff. And I'm like, what are we doing? Why? I don't understand. That's weird. And I so. I would I would go I would bet you that a lot of these people, you know, they're obviously being told to do this. This isn't, like, it's their job. They work there. Go do this or we'll find right. someone who will. You know right. what I mean? It's your job. But I right. wonder if they even know what they're doing. They're like, okay, I have to do this, but why? Like, what is this uh, What is this for? I don't know. I- I'm told I have to kick you out. So, have a good night. <laughs> I'm, I would I would think they know, but you're right. It's their, I mean, they're not the ones making the policies. And, and I don't necessarily expect or think it's fair to ask somebody to, to quit or refuse to do their job because, I mean, they probably need that job. So Well, these um, clubs could be like Portland and just fight with their supporters in the Twitter comment sections. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the weirdest and it's the worst. And you know the guy that they're fighting with most often is the head of the Timbers Army. Oh, so, that's who that like, is? He posts... Yeah, as far as I understand, he posts a letter Damn. that's like, yeah, members got this letter that says we have to take a $250 course and write a letter of apology. And then the Timbers are like, what you're posting is 100% false. And he's like, well, it's not because here's the letter. And they're like, okay, well, we're sorry for the miscommunication. And then Dude, he's they like, they need to go have okay. to sit And down. then they're like, but you're still a liar. It's weird. Like, why? And like, why we, I think we know who runs the, the Portland Twitter or it's it's Merritt Paulson getting on there, uh, deciding to fight with people. But like, do you want people coming to your game? Do, do you want people being quiet for for a whole, you know, thirty minutes or whatever that was that they did? That that's right. crazy. I can't imagine sporting doing anything like that. Um, and hell, being Kansas people, I, I bet we would just bend over and take it. But uh, <laughs> we're just we're too nice know. to fight I mean, back. You think we'd fight back? I think the club and the cauldron, as far as I understand, have a fairly good working relationship. I feel like the cauldron don't runs the, the club. Cal- uh, I, they they have a pretty they they have connections to the club for sure. They've been they around longer than the I ownership. Think they run things by them, so you know it's it's kind of a weird situation because you're like, well, the clubs don't have a choice because it's a league rule. The clubs have to do what the league says. But then I could say, Don Garber is not the boss of the teams. The team owners are the boss of Don Garber. If if the team owners told Don Garber to go kick rocks, he'd have to go kick rocks. It's just that That's the team true. owners don't want to stand up. It, it, it's, this, is, this is something that ultimately what it comes down to is the team owners don't want it displayed because probably, one, it clashes with some of their personal beliefs, but two, they think it'll jeopardize sponsorship dollars, which it's kind of turning into the opposite. How come no one so. has put Don Garber's face on baby food? Gar- you know, the Garber baby? <laughs> the, the Garber baby instead of the Gerber baby? Yeah, how come no one's uh. done that? Like that, Make that into a TIFO, man, the Garber baby. And then put the iron front well, right so. underneath it and, and put the chopped peas and carrots flavor underneath his dumb face. So couple ideas. One, I do think there is going to be a T-fill for this upcoming game. I don't know what it is, but I've seen the Cauldron talking about we'll painting it. change it, it so up now. We'll see. So a couple ideas. Why don't you make a two-pole? That's the Garber baby. And you can just have Don Garber's face on the, the bottle of baby food. I'm you do not that. creative or, enough to do that. I need someone else. I'm just an idea or, man. Okay. Well, then have Marissa help you with this two-pole. You can do the Iron Front logo on a two-pole, except instead of the arrowheads, it can be... Don Garber's head on the bottom left of the arrows. <laughs> so can just, how do they do? Do people paint be, their their faces? Like I I am not artistic, man. It'll be a stick figure, and I'll have to write the name Don Garber with an arrow <laughs> pointing to it, like so you know that it is. I I told you I'm just an idea, man. All right, I'm not creative. I can well, make a hell of a sandwich, and they and 
if someone's listening to this and they want a two pull idea and maybe i just think it's funny because i'm tired and delirious right now but do the iron front logo except instead of the arrow heads at the bottom left of the three arrows put don garber's head because then you have plausible deniability you're like it's not an arrow like technically it's not the logo so i don't know but there was that and then yeah i just at this point it's like why are you fighting it you're just making it worse for yourself it's it's like it's a matter of time before we get trump tweeting about mls oh my god and then it's gonna be terrible hey that's good publicity (laughs) (laughs) yeah right i don't understand why the league is fighting to protect non-existent hypothetical fans and prevent non-existent hypothetical fights that alexi lawless claims would break out if the iron front logo wasn't there that have never broken out so it's just dumb it's weird Um, i don't understand it and we're not in those markets either like i only see what i see back home but uh i can't stop thinking about the garber baby (laughs) just just sounds great (laughs) um so the last thing i want to talk about real quick just because you uh (laughs) You, know, you just got me thinking about Garber, baby. Know, I'm like, I'm that's just, probably going to be the name of the, I'm giggling name like of the episode. The <laughs> um, <laughs> Garber, baby, is going to be the name of the episode. Oh, um, so you lived in Chicago for a, an extended period of time. A couple of years. Yeah. Um, they they have officially been sold in totality, that's I'm right. pretty sure, to Joe Mansueto. Andrew Hauptman is no longer an owner of the club, and it sounds like it's all but confirmed they will be playing at Soldier Field next year. So we've talked about this a little bit, but this seems like progress for the city of Chicago and for the Chicago Fire Club, and maybe a club that's sort of been in disarray for a while is finally getting back on their feet. Yeah, and I think they they had the guy, uh, they had the owner on extra time uh, this week, and he was talking about... This is huge. I mean, being back at Soldier Field, uh, people can, you know, potentially walk there. Anyone who lives downtown or anyone who is downtown that day. Um, yeah. I think it's great, man. Like, I, I always told you, and, and Marissa agreed, uh, my wife, she said, you know, we probably would have went to Chicago Fire Games had we, uh, you know, had they been at Soldier Field. Because we could have been there, well, probably would have been about a 30-minute walk maybe 40 so that's a little much for us but like you know pretty quick pretty quick lift doable. so we definitely would have yeah you just walk yeah. the lake and you're there it's it's freaking awesome but the only time i ever went and, there was you know, all-star game and and i definitely wasn't going to drive to go see him out in bridgeview unless sporting was in town no right and and you know downtown chicago is awesome and and the environment walking up to soldier field is very cool um it's, it's a very nice area it's just, you know, can they sell out Soldier Field? Probably not. Can they hopefully fill it enough so it's not embarrassing? I hope so. I don't want the fire to fail. Um, I don't know. I think it's, hopefully they it, it's a success. Because it's more fun when, you know, there can be a little bit of a rivalry there between SKC and Chicago. But it's more fun if they're, if, if both teams are in good shape. That's true, so. man. And now if we go up there to see, you know, see SKC take on Chicago, I mean, we're, uh, you can stay downtown. You don't have to try to stay in Bridgeview and then go visit downtown, or, or stay in downtown then drive to you know to Bridgeview. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hell, you know the Much drive. Better. You you took a, you took us there. <laughs> yeah, it sucked. It, I mean, you could literally see downtown Chicago from the stadium, but it took you like an hour fifteen to get there it's because crazy, of the man. stupid amount of traffic and the way the Chicago freeways work and everything. It just was not. And they charge you twenty bucks to park in a stupid gravel. Yeah. Like, 20 bucks barren lot it was like 45 minutes to get there via car or like an hour and a half via uh from my place it would have been a bus to a train to another bus that's crazy yeah and you lived in like prime downtown chicago it wasn't like you're out in the boonies they wanted to take the orange line all the way to the freaking airport and then wait for a pace bus to take you another 20 or 30 minutes or so ridiculous so I don't know. Good thing for Chicago, I think, though. I agree. I dig it. Um, it's about all I got this week. I mean, you know, I think we uh, we had a lot of content to cover despite the, the bad loss. Um, That's it. Hopefully next week we have an interview for you. But uh, Hopefully but yeah. so. I, I think a lot of you will probably have a full meal in, in the bathtub this week. Try it out. It's a lot of fun. 
<laughs> and uh, and while you're having your full meal in the bathtub, uh, bring your phone. Don't drop it in the water and leave us a review. So there um, you go. <laughs> take take us into the bath with you. Water's fine. <laughs> um, thank you guys so much for listening and sticking with us throughout these hard times. It, it helps us talk about it. Hopefully, it helps you listening to us talk about it. Um, but talk back at us. Follow us on Twitter at No Other Pod at jcmax03, at Dan Couser. You can always tweet us your thoughts, DM us your thoughts, email us your thoughts, nootherpod at gmail.com. Like us, facebook.com slash nootherpod, and send us a, a private message there or a comment on one of our posts. Um, but yeah, just let us know what you guys are thinking, and uh, hopefully we'll be back with an interview next week as part of a victory pod, and maybe, just maybe, playoff hopes will still be alive. But until then, he's Dan, I'm Jimmy, We'll catch y'all later. See ya. Gubba baby, gubba baby, gubba baby. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.